So. Is it okay for you to uh, to talk now? Yes, it's okay for me to talk. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes, certainly I can. Brilliant. So, what? why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you want to talk to me? I can probably put that question back. Okay. No, I, uh, I, saw, I, saw, I think I saw your mail. Yeah. No, I saw you uh, from LinkedIn. Um, and uh, and that sort of made me think of it. But uh, that sounded pretty cool. It sounded like you were sort of are trying to, uh, you know, to learn a, a different approach to innovation. And, and, and by interviewing a lot of people around, you sort of get a feel for what's what's going on out there and what, what, what makes innovation tick in a way and what's special, what's unique and so on. And I think that just got me intrigued a bit. Okay, so... And I thought, okay, let me, let me have a talk to you. Wonderful. Um, do you want to know the backstory? Yes, please. Lovely. Okay, so basically, um, I, there I was in a university in London teaching children's health, but specialising in research, leadership and management. And about six, seven years before that, I'd been asked if I'd like to lead on management. And I just found stuff, the leadership stuff fascinating. And I even in the university setting, I tended to do things my own way, kind of. And to put it into context, I was, I mean, a lot of people have said, why did you change direction? Because like my last pre presentation was with the Associate Professor for Paediatrics at um, Harvard Medical School. I was doing international publications in journals on team. My last article was on leadership and how to take a dysfunctional team and make it a functional team. Uh -huh, cool. But what happened was... Um, I knew I wanted to do something else and I kept, I just, every time I thought about going off to do an MBA, it just didn't feel right and one thing about me is I don't do any, I don't really, I think with my heart, not my head if that makes sense, so if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to listen to that and I don't do it. And then I, 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 what I did was, sorry, and I started going to the, because I had this craving to expand um, because, and because I worked in a university, I started going to the business school. And they would have, like, free events on in the evening. They'd have a speaker in and a wine reception. And I'd go just to listen and, you know, occasionally make some comments. And then they'd been watching me come in and somebody approached me and said, would you like to come in and do this new course we're doing? Just listening to you over the last year or so coming into events, we think you might like it. So I thought, fine, um, sounds interesting. And um, what they offered me, what they they just brought out a new program called the Masters in Innovation, Creativity, and Leadership. I looked at the um, looked at the module. Anyway, that's what I ended up doing, learning a lot about myself. And the two modules I really excelled at was creative problem solving. And the final one, which was called Delivering Innovation. And what happened was, while I was doing the Delivering Innovation model, they would have module, they would have people come in. And one bloke came in and he was just doing something a little bit different. And I remember opening my notebook and scribbling down, um, oh my God, the man's a complete maverick, you know, and left it at that. The idea then incubated and incubated, and I just thought, and then I moved to Vancouver once I'd finished all the classroom sessions. Mm -hmm. I've immigrated here, so I live here now, and I had okay, to do, cool. I had to do my thesis. Uh -huh. 
And I just kept having this idea in my head that Steve Jobs can't possibly be the only human being who thinks differently. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to actually interview people who think differently? So that's how I started. And I ended up interviewing 29 people and submitting the thesis, which went in in January 2014. So the Masters was over, but just because of, probably because I'm gutsy and probably because I will just pick up the phone and probably because I'll just go up and ask. Um, And I do think outside the box. I basically ended up interviewing people, uh, quite a diverse range of people. It went from sending out 150 emails and getting one maybe to ended up interviewing... Um, quite a diverse bunch of people from Indiegogo to Hootsuite to IBM to Shell Oil. Just, you know, I've got a list of them all. So what happened, where I, the penny kind of dropped was I interviewed IBM and the head of innovation in London, IBM, was one of the speakers who came to the talk on our delivering innovation module. So because I'd met him and I, because he presented, I knew he was quirky So I um, and different. So I emailed him and he let me interview him. And when I interviewed him, he turned around and told me that, um, Billy, I don't think anything like this exists. So said he'd like to, when I finish my research, they want to introduce me to all, they have internal teams of Mavericks within IBM globally. So that was like sort of hit home. And then about 10 days later, I ended up interviewing the head of um, innovation at Shell Oil, who again told me they don't. He said, if anything like this existed, we'd know about it. So that's when the penny dropped. Hang on, I might actually be on to something. But so basically I finished the master's. But because I used to teach research... I was aware of statistical significance. So I knew that people wouldn't really pay attention to me and to the research if I'd only interviewed 29 people. So I decided that, and I was having so much fun, so much fun. So I decided that, I know what, I'll take it to 100 interviews and then do something with this. And I've I've just done interview number 87. Oh, nice. And what happened was it kind of accelerated and I ended up with people that... Somebody would... I would find somebody, interview them. They would turn around and say, oh, my God, you need to include this, this and this person and give me an introduction. Sorry? Yeah, okay, yeah, follow that. So it was like a snowball effect. So that opened doors for me that perhaps I wouldn't have had. But I'll be honest with you, a lot of people that I've found, it can just be me scanning Facebook and coming across a new product or something. Or nine out of ten times, I'll be honest, quite a lot of them have come from something I've read about them in Fast Company or something. And, And that's where I am, but... The other side of it is, is because in a previous life I was an academic, I used grounded theory. I I actually um, did the original piece of work like a proper piece of grounded theory research. 
So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yeah, okay, cool. So what's your, what's your idea then? You know, okay, but, you know, you said 87 yeah. interviews so far, so I could be number 88. Yeah. And then you only got 12 to go. Yeah. So when, what happens, you know, beyond drinking champagne when you hit 100? Oh, that's quite simple. Basically, um, right, what's going to happen? <laughs> my, I tend to be very focused and I tend to be very honest. I All I want to do is I want to um, share what I found. Okay, I was, cool. Um, maybe if you're going to let me interview you, perhaps it would be good to do the interview so that you I've, I've given you the backstory you're asking yeah, me cool. what i'm gonna the the back what i want to do with it is quite simple i don't think that people understand the people that think differently uh-huh. and i want to help the world to better understand them i actually completely believe in the crazy ones and okay, some cool. and sometimes what happens is Companies often, just from one of the things that's come out from the research so far, is so many of the mavericks have walked away from six-figure salaries because their company just wouldn't understand them. And actually, (laughs) everything that was put in place was to actually hinder them from coming up with their ideas. They were being straight-jacketed. So they went off and set up on their own. And one of, another thing that's coming, I mean, the, it's been, at, more than anything, it's been the, a really humbling ed, ex, experience, what people tell me, and how they use their gifts to, um, you know, change the world and take humanity forward. Because, like, for example, I interviewed um, the Birdman. He was my yeah. last interview. And he turned okay. round and I said, so what are you doing next or whatever? And he said, oh, we're doing this stunt um, in the summer where they're flying in with their wingman. I think they're skydiving in to this prison. And then, and then they're giving a talk to the prisoners on motivation and about how you don't have to get your rocks off by committing crime. You could actually get your rocks off by skydiving. Uh-huh, gotcha. So there's real kind of, um, there's this massive, massive theme about trying to make the world a better place. Okay, cool. And doing good, so... Great stuff, great stuff. And then... Um, you know, but, but, but I'm, you know, I'm up for it. Why? You know, let's, let's try an interview. You okay. know, I would, I would, I, I, this is so cool. You're trying to do something different. You're trying to do something where you have a feel about, you know, where to go with it. But I'm sure that when you're there, you you are able to see so many other ways of, yes, exactly. of using this material, and and I would love to follow that a bit to see where you end with it. So if you you know, I'm okay by doing the interview, and then it's up to you to judge whether you could use uh, this interview for anything. Of course. Okay, that's fine. Now the only thing I was okay, so let's just do the interview because I think we're asking each other questions anyway, so we might as well just go for it. Okay, <laughs> let's just go into it. Okay, so first question. As you probably realise from my email, Soren, I don't do jack without knowing why. So why? Do, why? <laughs> exactly. do, my first question is: Why do you want to do the interview? <coughs> well, I'm. Um, I'm. Um, Incredibly curious, curious 
by nature. Okay. Um, you know, and 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 I think that's that's both a strong thing about me, but it's also a weakness. Okay. Because the weakness the weakness comes in because I I I can't stop. You know, I need to know as much as possible. Okay. Everything everything every time things, you know, in some sort of way catches my interest, mm-hmm. and it might be just because of a color or because of a smell mm-hmm. or because of a something. I just know more. And I think that's something that just awakes inside me every okay. time, you know. And 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 I've sort of, you know, I've become better to control it, <laughs> so I don't need to yes. know everything. Yeah. But but uh, and I only sort of, you know, pick the things that really for me makes a difference. Okay. Um, and I've, it must be something to do with age, I think. Um, but uh, but but I think that that sort of why this has catched my interest, you know. Okay. I read something. I receive. A, I, I receive. Actually, I think I. It was in my inbox, and I was sort of cleaning up my inbox, and I get a shitload of mails, you know, as you do as well, and many yeah. others. And I was just cleaning it up one day, and I, I came around this one, and I was reading it very briefly while sort of. I think I was doing coffee at the same time. Right. And then I sort of left it a bit, and I did, and then I there was something in that mail. I just need to read it once again, um, and I think it was you. I think it was the way you put it up that really caught my interest. It was a way you tried to explain yourself around what, what you were doing. And especially there were sort of two, there were two things in your mail, as far as I remember. The first thing was, you know, something very sort of authentic, very natural, very, it just felt right. And the second part was, I feel, uh, it might be I'm wrong, a bit more cut and paste from other mails you have been sending out. Yeah, it was. That and, was exactly and, what it yeah, was. Okay, cool. But that, that was how I read it. And, and I thought the first, the first sort of, the first lines sort of really just caught my interest. You know, he's somebody who wanted to make a difference. Mm. And I love people who makes a difference. I love to spend time with people making a difference. So, yes, that's probably why I said, okay, let's okay. give it a try. So how would you, now, obviously, to call them the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, it would be too big. So I call them business mavericks. Yes. So how would you define a maverick? That's a very good question because I was, I was, I haven't really thought about, I've heard the word maverick several times, but using the word maverick in terms of innovation you know, it might be because I'm naive, but I've never heard that before. Okay. So I even, and I even sort of very briefly, just in a small break, just looked it up, and it, it didn't get me wiser. But what I, what I translated to mm. <laughs> myself yeah. is, um, is, um, is an innovator. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some, it's somebody who, um, it's somebody who, uh, who don't just take everything for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't just do business in the way that we do business. We do business because there's a purpose. Yes. Because we are driven by something larger than something. It's not just because making money is the key thing. It's making value. Yes. It's bringing, you know, you said it before, make people happy. Okay. You know, if we could just make the world a bit more happy, yeah. you know, I would give everything I could just Okay, well... That's, that's, by the way, also why I work for Lego. Okay. Um, we have an awful lot of commonalities already, Soren, but I will tell you about <laughs> okay. the, I'm scribbling notes as we go along, and then no, I'll tell you at so, the end. So, yeah. Okay, so... So why do you think you're a maverick? You just described um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, well, uh, they're good. that's a very, 
very, very good question. Let's see if I can you know, explain myself in a, in a short way. Um, I, 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 I think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't just take everything for granted. Mm-hmm. I, um, I have this kind of, you know, I referred to it before as being, I have this curiosity into things. Um, and that, that, that has enabled me to do something which I feel for me, I know for me is special. I can see things. Mm-hmm. I can very visually see things in front of me. So if I talk about, you know, if, if we, if I sit and discuss with you a new idea for how kids should play, mm-hmm. I can see it so clearly, okay. very, very clearly in front of me. And I think that that's something I've been training uh, throughout many years of practice now. See, I've been at Lego for 28 years now. Right. So I've been practicing and practicing now. So I've been eating and dreaming and sniffing Lego bricks, you know, for all these years now. Yeah. So, so I'm, but, I, but I don't feel that I have enough, you know. I don't feel I ever get to an end where now nothing can happen. It's like the world is constantly just opening up in front of me. So there's something about for me that, that you know, I, I have a... I have, a, I have some gifts, if I can say that, yeah. but it's my own gifts. And it's something that keeps driving me. Yeah. And I'm very, very purposeful, kind of driven. You know, yes. that needs to be a bigger thing than what I do. Definitely. And, 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 and I think one, one thing that, in, and if other people are asking me sort of the same question in, in other ways, I, I, I have a special thing about that when, when, I, when I get to a certain point where I can now see the idea so clear, Mm-hmm. And I can see the kids playing with this idea. It actually makes me cry. Yes, <laughs> that's a bit. That's a bit strange. I get so incredibly emotional around it that it really, you know, I simply get a tear in my eye. That's because, because I think it... this is the best, the biggest the, ever. Yes. Okay. And then I'm very, you know, I'm incredibly passionate about what I do, and I, 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 I listen to everyone around me a lot. But, okay. but I'm so passionate, and it might be because I'm passionate. I'm also pushy, you know, very pushy for this is not good enough, it needs to be better. Excellent, excellent. This is not clever enough, it needs to be more wise and so on. Okay. Did that that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete uh, sense because what you have to remember is I'm seeing this in context of what people have said before, how you're different, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. The London School of Mavericks, uh, sorry, the London School of Economics actually (laughs) developed a maverickism scale. I'm going to give you seven statements and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. Okay, cool. Okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect. That's that's true. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. I would say true. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. I am much more productive than other people. No, that's false. Okay. I'm not. I have very... I'm, I'm, un- I'm thinking too much. <laughs> okay. I have very unusual talents. True. I am generally underestimated by people. Final one, I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Not to sound arrogant, but true. Okay. Um, I'll just, my my take on arrogance, yeah, 
is it's it's somebody once said to me it's only arrogance if you can't deliver. James Bond walks. Yeah, and James Bond walks into a room, right? And everybody knows he's going to save the universe and everything's going to be fine. So nobody thinks he's arrogant because he always delivers. Okay, my next question then is why do you do things differently? I can't help myself. I just have to. Okay. I, 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 I think that's sort of probably, that's my intuition into this question. Mm. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I don't like that things become too, you could say, too stable. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it has to be some kind of movement in things. It has to be, you have to try to test, to dare, to experiment, to, and I love that, you know, the more we experiment, the more I experiment, the more I give myself time to experiment, the better I feel, personally. to write that book um, at some point in time at know, some yeah. point in time can you give me an example of what you do differently and how it can be from work life or personal life oh yes I can um, <clears throat> so just you know I wanted I wanted my my colleagues around me to think to think very sort of um, you know into a specific project with it I wanted them to think into some very unique, small, incredibly cute characters. Mm -hmm. So, so I wanted them to really get this under their skin, in a way. And I tried different kind of ways to get that kind of cuteness and the kind of feel and that kind of thing of. And, and eventually, what I did was was I every time they went into the office every morning, mm -hmm. there was sort of a there was sort of a special desk they had to pass in order to get in there. Right. I had. On my desk, I had a lot of bricks, but I decided which kind of bricks were on there. And I wanted them, in order to pass that desk, they had to build a small character. Right. And, and by doing so, they, we, 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 we sort of came closer and closer and closer to the sort of, what is, what is cute? Yes. What is character? What is right? We started to get the same picture, we had the same feel, we had the same, okay, and having that and talking about that, then the table of, you know, small characters just grew and grew and grew mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, you know, not only in terms of numbers, but also in terms of quality. So that's the way I think he did it. Oh, wow. I really like that. 
I really yeah. like that. It, you know, because I, I think I think thinking differently is all about behavior. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm, I haven't been a guy. You know, I've been uh, okay. Let me give you another one. Okay. I've been a very personal one, even as well. Yeah. I've been um, I've been smoking cigarettes for most of my life. Okay. And I've always hated myself for doing so. I don't really like that. Okay. I don't. That, that it, it, I don't know why I never stopped, but it never came to me. Okay. But I've actually stopped. I've stopped now for three weeks. Right. And I haven't been as happy as I am now for I don't know for a long time. And it is simply changing my life. And for me, it's again, it's it's just a small thing about. In order to think differently, you have to provoke yourself to behave differently. Yes. So uh, I thought, okay, if this makes such a difference for me, how about if I started to run? So I've been out running today. Right. I've been spending my day at home today. Yeah. Uh, and I was out running today, and I feel so incredibly well. And I never run. Okay. okay. So that's another thing. Behave differently to think differently. That's probably my point. Okay, I really like that. Really, really like that. I mean, it's a shame we're not on Skype because if you could see my work environment, my <laughs> my work, my office looks like a children's playroom. Oh, nice, lovely. Um, I've actually. You can, make, you can make me a picture. Can I would love to see that. Yeah, well, link... are you at home? Did you say you're at home? I'm at home. Yes. Do you have your? The only one, I'm just thinking, if you're at home, we could do this via your personal computer. Or what I'll do is. Yeah, but I don't have a. No. I don't have personal computers. Okay, what I'll I got do is. I will. I will. I'll film my room and send it to you. Thank you. I'll Lovely. I, it's actually. I won't even tell you anything about it. I'll just wait for you, let you see what it looks like. I would love to. Um, and I'll every, give you my immediate, immediate feedback on it. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, okay, so you've kind of touched on this. Qu the next question already um, is that is what you do equated to the bottom line or something else, and and if it's something else, what what's the something else? Okay, good one, good one. I think as I see it, um, you know, I'm I'm set into the legal world to the bottom line. Of course, I am, mm -hmm. no doubt about that. But that's that's how legal sees it. Mm. What I see is that I'm I'm here to create value for yes. our company. Yes. Uh, and 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 I like I like the expression of value more than I like bottom line because when we you know I've been working on projects where the bottom line, the top line, and the blah blah blah, all the numbers, you know, have played such a dominant role that it sort of killed everything around me. It killed my thinking. It yep. killed my in intuition. It killed my blah blah blah. It's like. You know, and I think we are probably the same there. <laughs> I could For imagine sure. that, that, you know, something needs to drive us, you know. And what drives me a lot is, is, is that, you know, we have an owner. Uh, we are a private company and we have an owner. And, and that owner is, 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 has told me, you know, years back that, you know, Lego is set in this world to make the world a better place to be. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what drives me, you know. And I, I, I want to drive, you know, I want to develop experiences for kids that, that can make, you know, that will help kids to become more creative, you know, help kids to become great citizens, help yes. kids to have fun and to smile. If I can just make, make a thousand more kids smile, you know, wouldn't that be cool? It's, it, and the that's, thing, what drive, that's what drives me. Right. So maybe this is the point where I need to tell you what drives me. Yes, please. Because it just feels like it's the right point to say so. Okay, so off the record, 
Um, I didn't have a great childhood. Childhood was not brilliant, okay? okay. So I decided that I would, do, I would grow up and do something to help kids. So I, I had a choice of becoming a nurse or a teacher, and I knew if I became a nurse, I could always take the teacher training qualification after. So I ended up working as a nurse, and then I thought, if I became a lecturer now, I could send out... I mean, I was really good at what I did. I got more thank you letters, and I've got wonderful stories of kids I've looked after. And yes, that whole ability to put a smile on somebody's face, like you're saying, your story. You know, I looked after a little um, hermaphrodite kid once, who is a, a child who's born with both sexual organs and they don't know if he should be a boy or a girl and this was when I was a student nurse and I can remember walking onto the ward and this kid just running up to me holding my hand and going um and this man walking behind him and he just looked up at this man and well he goes hello Billy holds my hand and goes um looks at the man and says um you can do what you like now and and okay. and the man looks at me and says, "I guess you must be Billy." And I went. My my immediate reaction is, "What have I done?" And basically, this new doctor was the paediatrician, and this kid had just said they, he wouldn't let them go anywhere near him. Right, take bloods, nothing. And he, as soon as I walked in, he just held my hand and said, "Now you can do what you like." Okay. Because I had this. Really? Ability yeah. and the other, my other thing is, um, yeah. for one year I worked in palliative care. Okay. So that means my job was to bury the children. Yeah. I worked in a hospice where they came to end life or they had loads of oh. disability. So I had this real drive to make yeah. life as as happy as possible for them in the yeah, time yeah, that they yeah, were yeah. there. So if you, if you ask me my purpose, um, I haven't yeah. been paid for two years because I knew this is what I was put here to do by the universe. I figured that out very early on. And then what happened was um, I want to set up my own children's charity. That's all this is about for me. I'm just using my gifts... And when I was about, and this is this was the changing point. I was about seven interviews in, Soren, and yeah. I'm a real tomboy, and I'm not girly girly in any shape or form. And I just stood in the sitting room with tears running down my eyes, and my boyfriend's like, "Okay, what's up? Because you're not like yeah. this." And I just went, "I'm not the only one." He said, "What?" And have you seen ET? Yeah. Right. You know that bit in E.T. where his spaceship comes to get him? Yeah. And he points out and says, home. Yeah. That's how I felt once I started interviewing the Mavericks. I realised okay. that my my people exist on this planet. I just have you to do. find That's them all. Who understands you. And yeah. that yeah. is when it all flipped. So then I started getting oh. braver and... How am I going to do this? And how am I going to find these people? And not and, and and because I'm a coach as well, how am I going to help them get over their walls? How am I going to help them to better understand themselves so we can use our gifts effectively? And how can I help the world to... Un the way I used to describe it is... Have you seen... I use a lot of movie analogies. Have you seen the X... Have you seen the X-Men? 
Yep, yes, I am. Right. I'm going to be the Professor Xavier of all the Mavericks because the Mavericks are the mutants. <laughs> yes, OK. That's what uh, I'm trying to do with it. Oh, nice. And oh, why? So, cool. so now I'll get back to the interview because you know my work. Oh, that's excellent. Oh, great, great story. Thanks for sharing. No worries at all. I kind of do it on a need-to-know basis and sometimes in the middle of an interview it's like my heart just says, tell him now. Yeah. He needs to hear this. So, yeah. <laughs> So, next question. So cool, Billy. Yeah. Is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? Autonomy over my life? <clears throat> Could you explain that just a bit more? So yes. So, for a lot of people, you know, usually life's dictated to us. We have to yes. go to university, we have to do a nine to five, we, yeah, have, we have to dress to, have like to. everybody yes. else. So, Autonomy is self-control over where your destiny gotcha. is taking you. So, gotcha. is any of part of being a maverick to do with you then being having being empowered to have autonomy over your own life? Oh yes, certainly. Okay. A, 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 a great deal, even. Okay. You know, I'm a, I'm a self-taught guy. You know, I haven't got any you know formal education or anything, any kind of you know academic thing I can I can climb to and so mm -hmm. on. I got a, I got myself. Okay. I, I, I learned it. I learned it by, you know, by doing. Okay. Uh, for many, many years, uh, that sort of brought me to where I am today. I think that that has always been, you know, something very dear to me. That you know, I, I control and I decide. And, and you know, the older you get, the more wise you get, mm -hmm. and the more sort of. Some people don't like me because I do things strangely. Uh, they feel, and uh, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> yes, um, and, you know, just coming coming to that conclusion is like that's quite a journey. That is, that is quite a <laughs> journey. You want everyone to love you, you know. <laughs> no, I have this really simple philosophy on that one, um, which is yeah. um, when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, can I look? Can I look the person who's brushed? Can I look my own reflection in the eye and be happy with who I am? Okay, okay, that's cool. quite. That's cool. That's just how I live my life. Um, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Does doing things differently, Soren, require certain skills, talents, or mindsets? Yeah, yeah. And if so, what are they? Yeah, I think they do because because I think you can you can look around and, and of course you can benchmark yourself up against others and you can sort of you know I got my own way of measuring whether I feel people are are thinking differently. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think there's, there's, I think there's one, there's a few things that comes into play here. One is, one is intuition. Mm -hmm. um, that, that, that you have a very sort of, uh, you know, you have a very strong contact to your intuition. Mm -hmm. And you know how to use your intuition in the best way. Mm -hmm. um, that's, I think that's one of my absolute key weapons mm -hmm. that I use. That, that I have that kind of, you know, I usually blah, 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 talk a lot. But, but, you know, I think the older I'm getting, the more, the more it's right what's coming out. You know, yes. Like, um, uh, sort of kind of thing. So something about experience as well. Yep. Which, which is, I think, a prerequisite for being a maverick and, and, and somebody who thinks differently as well. Okay. Um, so, so intuition and, and experience. Um, there's something about, um, I think, there's something about how you express yourself. Yes. And, 
and how your ability to uh, to take people on a journey, you know, and, and, and the ability probably to sound interesting. Mm. Um, and that is combined with, uh, with being incredibly positive. Um, so you are sort of, you know, if people ask you, okay, who is Sun? Well, how can you, you know, what words will you use around Sun? It's, it's positive. It's happy. Yes. It's, um, he's somebody that, that is contagious, you know, in being positive. Yes, he for mo- sure. He, mo- he motivates people. So it's like being positive, motivate people, um, being outspoken, um, not too much, but, but, but just enough, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, being intuitive, being experienced. Uh, and then one last thing, mm-hmm. being incredibly passionate. Yes. That's not the last thing. That's another word as well. <laughs> passion. I think passion for me is, is is a big, big thing. Then the last one we thought about it was was um, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, I forgot just what that word. It was damn cool. <laughs> it was uh, impatient, or not, no, not patient. Not the right word. If you want, you know, you're doing it. You had a no, but you, you keep doing it because you know it's right. Oh, what determination. <laughs> Yeah, so, something like that. Something yeah. like that. You're determined. You're very determined. You know. Yeah. I've had, you know, I had a few labels on me. Oh, sir, he's the guy who want to make legal fly, because I've been trying to make legal fly, you know, incredibly many times. It never really succeeded, but I haven't given up, and I don't want to do that. So I'm persistent. That's yes. Yeah, for sure. Being, being persistent. That is absolute probably key. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if I could have given up at the first hurdle, uh, shall I tell you something? Sorry, and you're going to love this. When I came up with this idea for my thesis, yeah, my professors told me this couldn't be done. And what I love, and, oh my god, okay, I'm going to give them. No, no, no. I ha- I have a few choice words. Um, excuse my language now, right? But if somebody says to me, oh, this is impossible, my whole being goes, fuck you, watch me. <laughs> and then I'm just like, and and then you're never going to believe it. When I finished it, they actually turned around and said, I was told this afterwards, that they had a special meeting about me to say, how the hell did this girl... Managed to get these people that we act as Cass Business School can't get to come and talk to us. How did she get all these people to give her give her their time? And she's not even paying them. <laughs> uh, uh, the icing on that the oh, the, so cool. the icing on the cake was when they turned around and said, "Well, we've had a chat about you, and we decided that if there's any projects you're working on in the future that we could be involved in, we want to make sure you think of us." <laughs> that was like, and that's like the kaching for me. Yeah, I don't, course, I don't, of I don't like to say I told you so because that would no, be no, arrogant. No. But it, it no, was. Exactly. Like, I, I would never. I would no, never I would never that. say no, that. Never, yeah. never. So my next question: What are the challenges to being a maverick?
know, when I have to sell a new idea, a new business model, a new very radical thing into top management, mm-hmm. um, it's it's tricky because I can see it very clearly mm-hmm. many times. That's what I feel, mm-hmm. but I can't express myself okay. in a way that is understandable. Right. So it's it's making making things very clear. Yes. You know, for people around you, what is it that you want to do? And I sometimes I can you know almost tear my own hair off just yeah. because. And what's the word I need? What's the, how do I how do I express this? How do I how do I convince them? How do I sell it? How do I that kind of thing? I think that's a major challenge. Okay. Anything else? Being on um, <clears throat> uh, What comes to mind? Uh, I think when you have the label of being that kind of person, mm-hmm. that that's an obligation. Um, then you have to live up to it. Yes. Okay. And I think that's a challenge as well. That is that's similar to to other, of course, things as well. But I think there's a that that that's where uh, you know when you have to live up to yourself and you even want to grow yourself, you have to have this kind of curiosity, think differently, dare to look, you know, at new avenues, new yeah. areas, new things. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't grow. You won't do. You won't keep your position. You won't, and so on. No, because you're just going to stay. Then, then, then that's you're you're you, you're just in your comfort zone. Then. Oh yes, 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 you are, and and you can do that in between. You know, that's cool yeah. enough. Oh yeah, because yeah. <laughs> even us mavericks need some downtime. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah. I need time, time with my family. I need time to mow my lawn. I need yeah. time to. Yeah, you know, of course we do. We can't just run around and act like monkeys constantly. Yeah, but when we do, we have a lot of fun, so that's all right. We do, and that's what drives us. You know, oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Okay, what's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick? Uh, what has been the lowest point of my journey? I, I think the lowest point of my journey, sort of being being who I am, was probably at a time where I couldn't I couldn't use what I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, I couldn't use the skills that were so much a part of me mm-hmm. because it did not match the assignment that I was given. Okay. Okay. So it's a special thing that I was given. It's almost like you know, okay, you're creative. But here's a business job. Please go do. Right. Like, no. Yeah, but I had to do that. Okay. And, and okay. I think that, that just that feel about, you know, I had so much inside me that I yeah. didn't use for anything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. That was probably one of the lowest points I've had. Okay, thank um, you. Thank you for sharing that. And you, can, I've noticed you said a few times. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'll have to be honest with you. Um, when I started this off, I only had it actually had about ten questions. A lot of the questions have come from the Mavericks. Ah. So yes, they yes, said, yes. you know, this is what you know. This is what I would like to know. So that's why it developed into the longer interview. Ah, so I can't you. take credit for them. Well, it, it's very, very clever questions, I must say. Yeah. So, I like them. <laughs> um, what, what aspects of your personality or character influence your maverick approach? <clears throat> um, I've probably been around I think that, that being, being very positive. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to put yourself into the situation. Mm-hmm. Is that the way you can express that? Yeah. Something else yeah. you say in Danish, but but the way of you know, you can sort of put yourself into into that. Okay, I can see that. Can you please and so on? And then mm-hmm. and I think there's something about making people feel comfortable. Probably feeling comfortable with the not so uncomfortable. Okay. Kind of thing. I did. I didn't mention that before, but I think that's a that's a thing I I I love to do, and I think I do it more and more naturally. I don't even think about it. But, okay. But the way I'm expressing myself, or the way I behave when I'm with people around me, right? You know, I I I think you know in order to make in order to make people get into flow, yeah. So 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 they can open their mind a bit more in terms of creativity. You know, it's important that they feel comfortable. Yes. They feel you know they feel like. They feel a part of it. They feel together. They forget time. They and so on and so on. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I think I have a. I just I just have a way of doing that. Yeah, uh, and and something that's coming to springing to mind is also that they feel safe. That it's a safe place <laughs> yes, safe, for them to say word. that exactly. that crazy thing that's going on. That that people exactly. won't think exactly. they're crazy if that makes sense. Exactly. Um, it's similar to what you said before about the boy. You know, the boy who holding your hand. Okay, yeah. he lives here. You can do whatever you want. You yeah. know, feeling safe, feeling comfortable, feeling you know now I can do something special. Okay, are you born or bred a maverick? I think I'm born. Okay. I think if I talk to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to talk to my, you. My, I think there's something about you know you've always been a dreamer, son. Yeah. You know, you've always been been. You always have the most incredible when you were a kid. You spent a lot of time in the woods. I, yes, I did. I remember that. I loved being in the woods. Yeah. Absolutely. I still do. Um, so I think, yes, I think I'm born into it, actually. Okay. I didn't know what to do with it, but uh, but I was probably born into it. I think it's back to that intuition kind of thing again, which I feel connects so strongly. Yeah. You, you, you'd probably like this. A, a, a word that the, a lot of the Mavericks have used is it said, it's just part of my DNA. It's just part of my DNA. That came up repetitively. I love that, I yeah. love that expression. Yeah. Love that expression. Yeah. Um, I want to use that from now on. Uh, feel free. It ain't just a mine. Part of my DNA. I haven't got. I haven't got copyright on it yet. No, you don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know you've just given me a lovely idea? You know what I would love to do? I would actually love to interview all the parents of the people I've interviewed. <laughs> that would be. That would be. That would be quite a thing. That yeah, would be quite right. a thing. But let me get through my last 12 Mavericks first. Um, okay. Do you think your childhood in any way impacted on your being a Maverick today? <clears throat> well, I, I probably yes. Probably because of the interest I had. You know, and either I could, you know, being very sort of patient, mm-hmm. immerse myself into weird kind of things, you know, spending incredibly many hours on doing something which other felt were a bit weird. Okay, what's okay? Uh, and now I need to know. Me. I need to know what's I can, weird. No, I can tell you one thing. Where yeah. my if when my uh, when my good friends were sort of asking me to to um, to join them because we were actually going to visit a few girls, yeah, probably in the age of fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I no, thank you. I don't really remember. I said no, thank you because I was reading up on Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> and his 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 worlds, and I was so into this shit. You won't believe it. No, no, I, I completely about, believe I it. I couldn't think about anything else, you know. So I yes, that's what I did. I said no to them and to all the nice girls, 
I probably had a lot of fun, but I was reading Chuck Crystal. Okay, I love it. Absolutely love it. There's always one <laughs> sentence. Um, so what, what's the most memorable thing about interviewing Soren Holm from Lego? Oh, he, cho <laughs> he chose Jack Cousteau over Hot Girls. You know, that's yeah, it. Exactly. That's the one. I did. Okay. <laughs> that's going to be a headline for that, that's a, it, it might well be. How is, how is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a maverick? Oh, a lot. That, that it's so close connected. Okay. You know? I, I think it, this, that's me. You know, <laughs> I, I can't take it when the office is at home. You know, when, when people are too quiet, then I start screaming or laughing or yeah. shouting or dancing or putting music on yeah. or doing something. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. I think that's, you know, that's something about being very positive and energized. And of course, you can't be that always, you know, but, but and it's not, it's not such a role I take on, you know, be, you know, listening to other leaders and so on. Some of them are really taking on the role when they sort of enter the office. I don't. Yeah, the, the role you know? is the role is who we are. It was really funny. I went to this party. I went to I went somewhere for a, um, a yeah. like a <laughs> coffee morning, and somebody said to me, "Hey, Billy, how are you doing?" And I went, "Awesome," and because I always say awesome. And this guy went, "Are you always awesome?" And one of the girls who was standing next to me, who's actually one of my friends as well, turned around and I nearly fell over laughing. She turned around and went, "She goes, no, sometimes she says fucking awesome." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're the only two categories. Because somebody actually said, are you never other, anything other than awesome? And I didn't even answer. Somebody else answered for me. It was Fuck so... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love that. So cool. Okay. How do you see rules? Uh, rules, <coughs> rules are important. No doubt about it. Right. Um, we certainly need to have rules. I think because I think when it comes to being, you know, being creative, mm -hmm. um, I think the the most you get out of being creative is when you can frame creativity. Mm -hmm. If you can frame the task that you have at hand. Right. Because if if uh, let me use sort of an analogy or metaphor, it's almost like if you stand up one night in in was it Vancouver, you look up to the sky, you see all the great stars up there. Right. Uh, Okay. So this is not just for, for every kid in the world. These are for the specific target, you know, target group. Okay. Might be it's, it's girls, it's in U.S., it's on the West Coast, it's in this age, it's with this interest, with this income, with this kind of, you know, the more I can frame it, usually the more creativity comes out. Yeah. Do you know what a really good one that somebody said to me? I'm going to share it with you. I was interviewing the guy, okay, who works at yeah. Hootsuite. And he mentioned something about Twitter. And yep. what he said was, and I'd never thought about it like that. And I love it when somebody says something that makes my brain think about something completely differently. And yep. what he said was, 
take the rule that you're only allowed to have, is it 140 characters for Twitter? Yes, okay, cool. And what he said was, having that rule enforces people to be more creative with the characters they're using than they would have done if we gave them indefinitely. And I thought, oh my God, yes, because you're constantly, you're playing with that limit to make it, and you come out with something much better. You know, we see that around kids as well. I think kids have that sort of built into them already. You know, if we give them, if we give them, you know, 250 little breaks, and if they're in a certain kind of shape and size compared to if they're not, then that makes a whole world of difference for mm. them. In terms of, you know, what can they build from it? What can they design from it? What, how, how can their imagination, you know, come more to life? True. So uh, something, about, something about, you know, the framing, framing things, you know. Yeah. Okay. Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? I think I have very naturally. I think I've just been, been you know, every, every since the day I started mm-hmm. uh, at Lego, um, I think I've always taken that approach. I think I've learned to mm-hmm. use myself and the skills I have. Right. And it took years, of course, it did. It was something about learning the trade, you know, learning what you're into. Right. And then at a given point of time, wow. Now I can start blooming a bit. Yes. You know, now I can really, really make a difference. So it's having a bit of, bit of, you know, being a bit patient as well. Yeah, for trade, sure. Learn the things, you know, being, be experienced and then go for it. Okay. Are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times and why? I think I am. I think I'm very naturally a maverick. I, 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 I can't help myself. Okay. That's just who I am. And do you think... I, I, it's nothing that I put on. I know there are situations where people expect me. Yeah. And, and you know, to live it out. And in, and in case it's people from, from, from sort of higher grounds, top management, then, you know, it might be I'm even doubling up on who I am and mm. what I do uh, because I just want to show off because that's what's expected. Yeah. Do you but, t- but it comes natural and I am who I am. Okay, excellent. Because you can't be somebody else. Do you turn the dial up and down on your maverickism level? So, for example, you know the work I'm doing, and here I can be 10 out of 10 maverick. She's used to this. And tomorrow you might be going to your bosses who, and you're like thinking, you know, the way I'm going to pitch this, they can only handle about a 3 out of 10 on my maverick scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. I think I do, and I think I've grown into knowing when to do what, how much to turn it up. Right. You know, it's sort of situational. I think you only refer to it as also being a bit of situational leadership. You know, you need okay. to know who you're sitting, who you're sitting, you know, in front of you, and, who and you're then, talking to. It might be somebody who, who needs a guiding, guiding hand. It might be somebody who needed it another way. Okay. And when you're doing this, Soren, is it a conscious or unconscious decision? I think I, I, I would rather answer it in a way where I say I, I have a tendency to forget it. Right, <laughs> right. Because I'm probably more time living out who I am. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. That sometimes brings me into trouble. Because, okay, that, that makes you know, sense. I, I think, I, you know, the situation where I've been discussing with, with, with some colleagues around a given thing, and I think I've, become, I've been so clear 
in exactly what it is that I expect and so on. And then, you know, upon return, they, they just say, yeah, 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 so I'm, okay, so we got it, so I'm, let's go, so I'm, and they don't get anything. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's something I've, I've, I've learned as well, the hard, the hard way. Okay. That's when I'm using myself a bit too much, you know. Um, I try to even, you know, I see clearly, hence they must see clearly. Yes. No, they do not. No. <laughs> Definitely not. How I get my head around that one is, no matter what I do, Soren, I can only say... You know that British phrase, um, rose-tinted glasses? Yes. Right. I, no matter what I do, I'm only ever going to see the world through billy-coloured glasses because of my experiences and my history. And yeah. you're only ever going to see the world through Soren-coloured glasses. So it's yeah, once you can get that in, once you can understand that, it's like it's it's how you're going to use your language and frame it in a way that they can see it a little bit more like you. Yeah. That's what are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? I think the advantages is that that you know. Things you never get bored. For sure. <laughs> or, 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 you know, your business never get bored because there's always something new you can do. Yeah. That's probably an advantage. Yeah. And I think the disadvantage is that if if newness is not required, then there's no need for marrying. Sorry? Um, if, 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 yes. If newness, if, is, if not newness is not required, you know, yeah. then there's no need for marrying. True. Because a marrying is all about newness. Yes. Has age and experience altered your maverick approach? And if so, how have you grown? You've said a few times already, you know, as, a, as we get older. So how has age and experience altered your maverick approach? I think, I think what has helped me is that, that when, I'm, when I've done, you know, experiments of different kinds, and I've seen sort of, I've seen the value of these experiments. Mm-hmm. That have made me believe that yes, you are on the right path. You know, in, in, in you you can actually change things and do things differently by doing this and this and this. Right. So it's something about you know being reflective as well, oh. and and I think taking out a bit of the time to be reflective and reflect on what happened and what can you learn from that. Yes. How can you put that into play the next time? I think that's an important thing, you know, because that's otherwise. If you don't do that, then, 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 then your intuition plays too big a role. And then people around you will start to think, what the shit a guy? No, yeah. That won't work. And I think that, you know, I think Steve Jobs was probably in that situation a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that reflection time, that trying to think about what and why and who, he was almost sort of too much out in one line compared to what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got this tool that I've learned about and it's like, because I used to teach reflective practice, that was one of my topics I spe specialised in for the 10 years, or the decade I was in academia. And there's this thing called the map of innovation. So every time you do something okay, you look at um, what were the strengths of the project? What, what did I bring? What did I could, you know... So, so that from every project, whether it's been successful or failed, you learn what was the positives and that you can keep for your f future projects and what you need to discard, what didn't work. But you really take ownership for your contribution to that as well. 
Good idea. Ever since you emailed me, I've got this idea buzzing in my head, but I'm going to tell you about that after. Um, <laughs> what aspects of the business are you least maverick in? So far, what you've said is like the bureaucracy and the. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm least um, in administration. Okay. Like, is there something as boring as that? Yes. Okay. That must be administration. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm into, but I like things that can be structured. You know, I like things that can be thought differently. I don't like, but, um, but something, you know, interests me, something I said, hey, uh, whatever. Okay. Somebody else can do that. And I try to show that I have a bit of respect on it as well. Okay. How do you, how do you balance, Soren, being a maverick with home life? Um, I think I'm, um, I think I'm more probably, you know, um, um, when I'm at home, I'm a dad, you know, and a husband. Yeah. And and I am who I am, and they know me for that, and they know I'm a way. Mm-hmm. And they have probably learned to live with it. Right. My wife is even at times saying, you know, it's actually pretty cool being around you. <laughs> and other times I think it's, you know, there's, there's like, you know, differences, you know, attract each other. So my wife is very different than me. But I've, way more structured and more organized, more kind of thing. So that's probably what makes things click and tick Yeah, you're, you're, uh, at, in a good way. you're almost describing, my boyfriend is so opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> that, you know, I'm like um, tequila slabbing, champagne drinking, snowball chick, <laughs> who's an academic as well, and an free, absolute free spirit. And the other side of the <laughs> spectrum is... <laughs> Um, conservative, um, public school, public school educated, golf playing, quantity, quantity surveyor. Oh, lovely, lovely. (laughs) Everybody's like, how the hell do you two make it work? Yeah, exactly, exactly. What keeps you together? But I think that is what keeps us together. Yeah, exactly. That is the difference. Because if, if, imagine if, if, if you had a boyfriend completely like yourself, I, oh, you know, God. What would happen? Not, nothing would happen. No, no and it, it didn't come anywhere. It would, it would <laughs> just become a... Comp- kind of thing. <laughs> it would just become a competition. 
Oh, and I don't do competition. I don't do competition. So, my competition isn't with anybody else. My competition is just to be the best version of me. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? I've never thought about that. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. And how? You know, I like people. I like. I like that people remember me. You know, I've been at. I had my twenty fifth anniversary at Lego. I got a picture of myself on the wall with everyone else. I expect if they like me, I really want to stay, and I want to stay and get my forty years anniversary, and I really want my picture on the wall. Okay. So yes, in that, so in that sense, yes, I want them to think back and think, shit, that guy did a lot for Lego. Okay. You know, this guy made a difference, and I think there's there's so many books now out about Lego, and if you if you look into some of them, you can see a few quotes from CEOs and owners and so on. Yeah. And, and even you can even see quotes in there saying, "Okay, son, what he did that actually changed a lot for Lego." That's yes. That's kind of a legacy I'd like to leave behind. Yeah. You know, I think that I think learning about you, you know, that 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 has been incredible. Okay. How much of anything about being a maverick is related to give back or paying it forward? I don't think I understand that question. Okay, so um, give back and paying it forward. Um, uh, okay, give back. Okay. No, I don't think that's, that's... I think... Well, I think if you have, you know, as I referred to previously, an owner who want to make this world a better place... Yes. You want to give everything you can. You know, you want to, you want to, you, you pay him the highest respect and you just want to do what he's asking. Okay. For, you know, because you believe in it so much. That makes sense. Ma okay, cool. Mavericks tend to be risk takers, Soren. What's the yes. biggest risk you've taken in business to date? question what you have to remember is i'm interviewing serial entrepreneurs who are setting up like loads of companies and sometimes i'm interviewing people like yourself who work in what i see are the innovation departments of a large industry yes. yeah so yes, yes. in in that situation i ask how many projects have you done in the past five years holy shit a lot okay i've done, I've done um how many projects have i done in the last five years if i count Okay. And of and what would you consider as a characteristics of a successful project? Um I think the key characteristic is that when the project coming out of my hands actually makes it all the way to market. Okay. Okay. That's that's one success. The second 
that when we have been testing projects and kids have more or less fallen off their chairs or with their pants because they were so cool. That's yes. The second thing. Yes. <laughs> that, I, I like your gauge. I really like your gauge. <laughs> so, of the 35 projects that you've done, how many of them were successful according to the two definitions you just gave me? You just gave I think me. On, the, on the first parameter, that was um, the last five years, that's two projects that made it to launch. So two out of 35? Uh, two out of 35. And yeah. that was most likely uh, four or five that made kids laugh and scream and shout. Okay. I've got to ask you this. It's not one of my questions. But were the two that were launched... Two out of the four or five, the kids liked. The two, the two projects. Yeah. Um, just to give the names. Okay, one, one is called Life of George. Right. And the other one is called Legal Fusion. Yeah. F U S I O N. Yeah. And um, and a way of, of 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 counting the value of that as well is that both of them have a, an innovation of the year award attached to it. Right. Okay. That's okay. something I collect. I collect innovation of the year awards. Okay. From, yeah. So, so <laughs> from, from my, the toy, toy association. Right. So my the question I was asking you, right, is you know when you said the kids were so excited they fell off the chairs, were the two yeah. that won those awards, that was Lego Fusion and Life of George, was it one of they, the... They were, but not falling off the chairs on these ones as well. Yeah, that's time. what I wanted to know. You know. And then on top of that, we had a few more. They never made it. Oh, okay. You know, because of something else, because of business case or yeah. scalability or blah, 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 you know, but <clears throat> but in terms of value, I think we had four or five projects that okay. really made a, you know, made a difference in value. Two of them were launched. Okay. What leads to successful execution of a project? <clears throat> what leads to success for an execution of a project? So what, do you want to hear more about what, how express, uh, how success is shown or is showing itself no 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 what, um, I, what i'm asking you is you know when i speak to the mavericks yeah they tell me what success looks like to them their definition of success, yes yes yeah? okay and then what i'm trying to what i'm trying to ascertain yeah is one of the biggest challenges with innovation soren is that anybody can have a great idea it's execution of that idea that people usually fall okay, short on so I'm trying to understand from the Mavericks, yeah, but when they've seen something to be successful, what actually led to the successful execution of that project? Okay, okay, okay. Got you, got you. Um, I think for me, um, I think I hope I understand you correctly now. Okay. I think for me, you know, I just pointed to before that, that, that one part of success for me, is is when you when I get the stamp, you know the the, the, the official stamp. Right. The thing is, it's out there. It's on the shelf. That's right. not a one stamp. Just that it's a holy shit. I made it. Yeah. It's out there. You know, everyone come and have a look. I did this. Stuff yeah. Here. Yeah. You know, kind of you can brag a bit. Secondly, is is when I get the big stamp from the toy association. This has won uh, the uh, right. you know, toy of the year award. That's like that's the biggest stamp you can get in this. Okay. This industry. Okay. So, so the more you get of these, the, the more the more clever you are. Okay. So that's probably what I'm trying to tell myself. But and then and then you know it's getting the feedback from the kids. You know it's seeing the letters, 
are seeing the input they give in different kind of ways when they've been playing with the product. They might come into, you know, our consumer um, our consumer setup uh, that people can call and so on, the call centers. Okay. But, but getting that feel about that actually what I have delivered or what I've done is, is actually making a difference for them. Okay. So having them to say thank you, you know, and I, I'm sort of not, I'm not really proud of the project being launched before I, I have that feel about that, that consumers are really okay. thank you. Okay. You're really making a difference with what you've done here. And what do you bring to the venture that makes it, what, what do you bring to the project that makes it successful? What do you bring to the table? What I, what I brought to the table is, I think it's a, it's a, it's a well thought through way, new way of dealing with an experience. Okay. It's 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 an it's a thing where where there's something I love wow factors. I love to give kids the wow experience mm. where they almost fall off their chairs and think, Holy shit what happened there. Yeah. And I think that's that's for me is sort of that's always what I'm striving to get to. I wanna find that unique wow effect. Okay. And it could be within everything, you know, but but that that is important. And when I got that I keep I sort of that's my constant factor. That's the factor I now start working around. That's okay. what I'm trying to really fill in. You know, what's the journey then? What's the user journey? You know, what, even down to the very small, tiny details, just to make everything work perfectly. Yes. You know, that's yes. sort of probably what brings Okay. When a, when a project's unsuccessful, what do you consider is the main reason for failure? <clears throat> I think... I think that's one thing, and that's probably also by experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is by experience. It's when we haven't listened enough to our consumers. Yes. It's when we have, you know, as adults, professionals, said, this is the way you're going to play, I can tell you. This is just the way and nothing else in this, because this works. And, oh, it did not work, because kids actually didn't understand anything of it in any kind of way. Okay. So you're, you're sort of, you're almost, you would say you are as a designer, you are projecting yourself, you know, and your childhood into play more than you're projecting the consumer of today into that situation. Right. Excellent. That's really, it's really interesting because I actually went, I interviewed um, the one of the founders of What If Innovation in London. And I had heard one of them speak and what they were saying was, they gave this brilliant example about they was a company that was designing a product for some children, yeah? And all the boardroom just went, yeah, we've got kids at home. So they asked these questions and the boardroom members had to write their responses down. Then what they did was they took the office, created, created one of the boardrooms into a children's classroom and got children, act, child actors to come in and ask them the same questions. And the board members were sitting on the chairs in the back row while this was happening. And they turned around and said, there is no way we understand what's going on in a child's head in today's era. They were looking at it from, as you've just said, from their childhood, from their perspective. Exactly. From their, exactly. Yeah, and it's really... It's really funny. I've just I found something on Facebook. I'll send you the link to it. 
it was a um, I'm going to this event tomorrow night. It's supposed to be for families with children, but I'm going to I'm going to sneak in. And this guy, what he's done is he's recreated the Star Wars movies using figurines made of felt. But he's doing it in a way and it's and he's launched He's launching a book, but the idea is so that there's a bridge between the adult generation's version of their story and Star Wars. So yeah. he's not detracted from that, but uh, oh. executing it in a way that will appeal to... He's thinking differently, and he's executing it in a way that children of today will see it as a new thing. He's trying to bridge this gap between the parent and child. So um, that should be interesting. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Um, I'm afraid there's probably two things. Okay. One is that I suddenly can one is, is I suddenly cannot get any more ideas. Okay. Um, that's probably that's something that could keep me awake at night. Okay. Damn, if I suddenly lost that kind of you know ability to get ideas. Mm-hmm. And the second one is that people around me simply do not understand me. Yep, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I've heard that sentence. <laughs> now, one of the things that people say about mavericks is they're lone wolves, people don't get them, nobody wants to work with them, they're difficult, and they don't really like working in a team. So my next question is, how important is team to you as a maverick? That's exactly everything. You know, I, I, I work in teams constantly, and I right. use the power of the team the diversity in the team, uh, the energy in the team to do what we have to do. Okay. Uh, and, and I think that, that, that I think that's very important for success. And how... that, you, that you can do so. Otherwise, you're so much specialised into given areas that don't really connect. That, that's difficult to get to connect together. Right. And does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Oh yes, certainly has. I think that's the authentic kind of way of leading things. You know, not taking on the role, but being who you are, and, and, and you know, probably leading by example in many ways. Yes. Leading through motivation, leading through passion, leading through. So yes, certainly, I think that's a clear connection. And in, in if people, you know, were to 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 base who I am based mm. on my leadership, they'll probably okay come to sort of closer to innovation, creativity, because I act as I do. Okay. How and where? Did you get your permission to be a maverick? Ah, uh, uh, um, I think it came. It came probably a lot through. You know, it's always come through that being being created by nature, by heart, kind of thing. Okay. And I think there was. I think I referred to you know that that experience is important. And there was a bit when I learned the trade and the tricks. I think people started to believe me. Right. To see what I could do, being different. And there was a given point of time where they actually gave me the task to lead a big team. Right. And I came from leading absolute no one to lead a big team. And I was like, okay, they must believe me now. Right. Right. That makes sense. They must believe me now. Yeah. Um, how are it, you've talked about these, you've used these words a lot, creativity and innovation. So how are creativity and innovation related to being a maverick, in that's your mind? Lot. That's a lot. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, I don't think you can use the word maverick without using the words innovation and creativity. Wonderful. 
guess. I think I think it's two of the driving forces. You know, um, it's a way of thinking. It's a way of behaving. Okay. And that it, it makes you who you are. Mavericks. Okay. My next question is: Mavericks tend to be learners. What are you yeah. a student of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a curious by heart as I started to to, to, yeah. to reflect on. Um, I love new things. I've just, you know, I I love weird things. I am a nerd in many ways. I think, you know, as I said earlier, I was I love to be in the forest when I was a kid. Yeah. I love to go out fishing, and I want to be on my own when I do so. Yeah. Uh, um, I love to go by the fjord and catch some traps if I can. Yeah. I uh, I've just gone absolutely bananas on uh, on uh, on old private uh, railroad systems in Denmark. So and I know that's weird. I know, but I find it fascinating. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, sometimes the greatest innovations crop up from. I mean, most most crazy awesome innovation come from connects that other people can't see. And it, it, it may be that in, in five years' time you're launching a product which is to do with um, railway tracks and Lego. I can tell you or something very unique, special design-wise yes. or function-wise or exactly thinking-wise. Yeah. yeah. You know, people usually give me a shitload of books to read on innovation and on, and, and I don't do it. I never do it. They don't. They bore me like shit. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my French, but, but no, I, no, no. I, do, I need to, you know, I'm a passionate guy. I need to be surrounded by things that keeps me passion and drives yeah, my passion. for sure. Um, and railroads are the key thing. Just try to read about railroads. It's technical. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing is, the thing is, Mavericks don't actually care if other people think we're cool or not. No, I don't. I don't care. Do do you draw on other Mavericks in any way? Um, Without drawing on other Mavericks. Do you draw? Yeah. So, do you like if you're doing something and you're struggling, or you know, you've got a crazy edit? Oh yes, I no, I do, I do, I do. I have sort of a few, you know. I have a few I call, you mm. know, if, if things are tough, if things are tricky, if I want to get another opinion, if I want to see things differently. Mm-hmm. And there's a few, there's a few, you know, few people that really, really, you know, can drive my thinking differently. Okay. Um, and yes, they all know it, I can tell you, and it's that way. Okay. Is there they're any... They're very experienced as well. Sorry, in the... In the end, they're very experienced as well. Right, they're very experienced. Okay. Yeah, and I spent a shitload of time with all of them. Okay, okay. If I was to ask you, is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you? Who jumps into your head when I ask you that? Yes, that's one. And and it actually came over because you mentioned what if. That's a guy, a, a former what if, uh, called Graham Bishop. Right. He just pops into mind immediately. Right. Even in the beginning of our conversation, he is—he is—he is an absolute maverick. Okay, I don't know Graham Bishop. What does he do? No, he—he uh, was—he was actually a partner as well. What? He uh, now he's got his own company today called Hidden Gorilla, I believe it's called. Okay. Innovation, strategic innovation. He is bloody clever. Okay. That's for sure. Based in London. Yeah, you can look him up. Uh, he could be of interest to. Uh, you know, just to interview there. Okay, okay. Um, 
would I'd love to spend time with him, you know, and and get energized by by using you know, he's, he's, he's got his talent. Okay, wonderful. I might get you to introduce me to him because a lot of yeah. if, if you think he's a maverick, you know what I'm doing. So yeah. the fact that you're recommending him is good enough for me to include him. That's it. I don't okay, need anything cool. else. Yeah. Um, what do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you are a maverick? Um, good question. If anything, good question again because it's sort of I'm not, nothing actually. I don't feel really sort of that I have to let go of anything. Well, I know one thing is that I have to participate in a lot of incredibly boring meetings <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a leader. Yeah. And I hate that, but you know, it's something I have to do. I try to call in sick sometimes. No, th think, think <laughs> different. That won't work. Why don't you just think, think different, different and make the beat meetings yeah. fun? Why don't we? Yeah, I could, I could, and I usually do. I try to. I have sort of a, you know, uh, over the last years, I've, I've come to a conclusion. I want to make people laugh. Yeah. You know, so when I'm attending one of these incredibly boring meetings, I, I, meeting, I have to do something that makes people laugh. Yes. <laughs> I usually, I usually, you know, get to that. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, yes. Because the thing is, if it's boring, people just switch off. Yeah, but they do. My first. But for some, you know, but you need to have a bit of respect as well, you know, in these meetings, because for some it's not boring. For some, it's the best in the world. Yes. And it's like what? How can that be the best in the world? But that. <laughs> but it is. But but for them that is, and we have to respect that. Oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, what motivates you as a maverick? What makes you jump out of bed every morning and say, "Today, I am going to go into Future Lab at Lego, and I am going to kick ass and help my team design the best yeah. Lego product that Lego's ever yeah. created." I think what 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 really makes me jump out of bed, sort of for real, is mm. that when when I feel we are close to some. Right. Something big, something grand, something new, something never ever seen before. Okay. A new invention. You know, very close to breakthrough, very yeah. close to Eureka kind of Eureka moment okay. thing. You know, very close to that moment where I'm going to cry. Okay, so, okay. I mean, that that really makes that. Then then I think I don't do anything else and just work. You know, yeah. at, at times I even don't sleep because I just want to work. Then so, just yeah. so close. Yeah. Passion for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of? Oh yes, certainly. Um, um, I think a lot. I think you have to be honest to yourself, you know, um, because you have to be yourself, and you have to learn that as well. You have to learn to, you know, respect yourself uh, as well as you respect others, of course. Okay. So, so um, what's it called? In Danish, it's called selinsikt. Something about you look, uh, you know who you are, you know, and, and you're in touch with. Okay. Um, which for me is important. Okay. You're honest. I, I think honesty is probably the key thing. Yes, I think it's it's honest, honest to yourself, honest, honest, honest to other people around you. You respect. People, yes, you know? It, you know it's called integrity. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. And it's surprising it how many exactly people... It's called integrity. Yes. I usually forget that word, and when somebody tells me that word, I forget what it means. But you're right. That's it is called integrity. It is. You know, you're true to your word. People people know what you're saying. There's no bullshit. They may not like exactly. it, but they know that you're not going to... They know not, who you are. Yeah, yeah. You, 
and your in and in your your integrity is not just in how you integrity is to do with how you choose to be in the world. Yes, true, true, exactly. Do you like being a maverick? Yes, I do. I love it. Absolutely love it. And is being a um, maverick? And sorry, and is being a maverick important or a responsibility in any way? I think it is. I think it's it's a responsibility. How so? You know, um, <laughs> I just thought about who did say who did say this in the movie industry. With big something comes big responsibility. Oh, I can tell you that. That's Uncle Ben from yeah. Spider Man. With great, exactly. with with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly, that's the one where he was lying there and he was standing on top. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Do you know what? That's something that just made me remember a bit. But yes, I think I think I think I have. You know, I have. There's, there's so many people trusting me. Yes. That I can do things differently, and I have to live up to that. I think it comes with a big, big responsibility. Um, this is not just. This is not uh, not to make that small in any way. But this is not just sitting at a desk doing what you're asked to do every day from from nine to five. This is this is doing something which has never been seen before. Do you know what? With a great responsibility. That's exactly how I feel about what I'm doing. Nice. It's scary as shit. I I get up and I'm like thinking, Billy, you're really going to go and do this? Um, You know, last week I sent... You're going to laugh at this. Last week I've... I have this big responsibility. I have... I always said, right, that I would get Sir Richard Branson as number 100. Okay? Nice. So last week... Last week I sent him a telegram on Necker Island. An (laughs) old-fashioned telegram. (laughs) Literally just saying, you know, okay, so... You're one of the rule breakers of our time. Um, I, I'm, I'm cordially inviting you to be Business Maverick 100. And um, yeah, so I'm waiting to hear. You haven't heard from him no, okay. no, I haven't heard yet. But I, will, I will cross my fingers. Oh, no, we're not going to cross okay. our fingers. We're just going to make it happen. Yeah, of course we do. Okay. Well, luck, luck plays a part as well. Being L- married, luck plays a part, you know, a big part. In between, in between, I have, that's sort of a, a perfect kind of, it might be I should nail you this one. I think I will. Okay, so... I have, a, I have a perfect drawing exactly of the situation that we're in when we try to structure, you know, abstract innovation. Oh, that would be brilliant. Because, because, because miracles actually do play quite a role in that. Oh, Small miracle. But, but, <laughs> no, no, no. What, what you're talking? Oh, I think doesn't work. Okay. No. <laughs> no, you're making complete sense. There's a book. Okay, I'll send you the link for. It's called Edgewalkers. Yes. And what this woman did, she kind of interviewed Mavericks, yeah, but she looked at it from a spiritual concept. And I had no idea that Ivor Skorsky, who designed the helicopter, had actually drawn the picture of a helicopter as a child. And it was fascinating. (laughs) So, okay, now that you've nearly finished the interview, on a scale of one to ten, how maverick are you? What's my benchmark now? N- not in comparison. If I, if, I, if, I, 
if I use my benchmark, if I use myself as a benchmark, yes, I don't want to do so. I'm being I'm being honest, as I said before, always being honest. Yeah. Then I think I can become better. I can become yes more impactful. Yeah. I can. There's always something new. You know, I can make people think differently. Uh, and can I grow? Yes, I can. So I'm probably at a. Let me. Uh, I'm at a seven. Okay, seven's good. And I think there's room to grow. Always. I think I've crossed. I crossed the 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 average kind of fifth number five. Yeah. You know, I'm sort of climbing up now. Yes, I am. Just turned fifty. Yeah. For a few weeks ago. So yes, I'm getting wiser. So okay. Yes, I'm. What, seven, seven fits perfectly. Okay, so if you're getting wiser, what advice would you give to someone who feels they are a maverick so that they can be the best maverick they could possibly be? Um, the advice I want to give is, is you know, uh, ah, how can I put this in a very simple way? Um, I think the word that comes to mind is daring. Mm. Is is dare to do something? Yes. Um, and and I think I don't know how to just put that into a sentence, but, but it might be you understand me. There's something about you know you need you need you need you need to dare. Yes. No. I completely um, understand. Um, okay. One yeah. of the th- one of the themes that c- has constantly cropped up is mavericks are courageous and they're brave. Yes, are courageous. Yeah, it, it, it requires courage. Yeah, I know. Agree. Agree. And, and, and like the, daring as well. Daring is a part of that. Daring is a part of that courage. for sure. Yes. Daring yeah, to pick. Yeah. I mean, daring to have the audacity to think I can telegram Branson and he'll pick up the phone and ring me. <laughs> You know, just daring to do it is what's made people say... It's because I dared. I actually sent somebody this email once that says, well, apparently, fortune favours the brave. So here goes. And I spilled off. And then my phone rings. And I'm like, hello. And he said, is this Billy? And I went, yeah. He goes... This is Rick Antonson. You've just sent me an email. I'm standing on a street corner in New York. I read your email and I rang you to say my PA is making us an appointment. You are one of me. And it, pay, and it, it pays off. Yeah, it does. It so does. Fi- final... Dare. So dare, yeah. How, how do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks? You know, because all these people look up to you. Yeah, yeah. But I need to help them as well, you know, and I feel there's a responsibility in that. And I think I, 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 I think, via my experience, you know, I think I've, I can point out the ones that I feel that I know can grow their skills to become, you know, very influential creative thinkers. Okay. Big thinkers, or even geniuses, you know, as well. And it's about training. Yeah. And I spend more time with them. I probably favorize them more than others. Yeah. I have a tendency, I think people have even said me, to me as well, I have a tendency of, I love to, I love to spend time with sort of like-minded people. Yeah. Um, and people that I feel I can, you know, people that I feel trust me and people that I feel, uh, you know, they, 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 you know they, can be, they can become so much better than me, you know, than myself. Yeah. And I just want to teach them the trade a bit from my side and then they can go, you know, beyond everything. Exactly. What's your biggest challenge right now? 
right now, um, uh, right now it's sort of a bit boredom actually, mm-hmm. uh, because because everything is rolling, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know I just came off the phone just before calling you mm-hmm. with a few colleagues in New York, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a very tricky project, and we actually had a fantastic idea. So it's like okay, no challenge there. So I'm probably. I think the biggest challenge I'm facing right now is that I'm searching for my next challenge. Okay, okay. That's that's good. Um, if you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Oh, yes. A superhero power, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I always, always wanted to make things float around me. Uber. Right. You know, if I could just point an object and move it somewhere else by the power of my hand yeah. and mind, I would love that. Okay. Move things around. Move things, things around. <laughs> yeah. As a maverick... That's going to be the superpower I want. Okay. I don't need flying. No, it's a, every, everybody says flying. You can't include that one because that one's going to be like one of the top answers anyway. So take that exactly, one off the right table. Now. So Okay, so moving exactly. things around. Yeah. Okay. An x-ray would be super boring. You know, why should I have x-ray? Yeah, true. Oh, this well. That's like, yeah, yeah, been there, done that, try that yeah. kind of feel. Yeah. You know, something that is out of this world, you know, force fields and so No, okay. Okay. Moving things around. Okay, moving things around. <laughs> uh, as a maverick, what do you do for fun? I know you like fishing. I know you like going walking uh, through the woods. I know you have an obsession with Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, I I have an um, I love to play computer games. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, and I spend a shitload of time, way too much time on computer games. Okay. I love that. I love that, but that's one thing especially that I love. That is uh, live role playing in the forest. Right. Dressed up as a king, fighting my way through a horde of orcs. I love that. Wow. That is one of the best things that you can do in this world. Yeah. You so know the... I've been building. I've been building all my own equipment. Right. You know my own sort of uh, you know shields, weapons, armor, tents, wagons, everything. Wow. Well, if nobody wants to come out and play, I'll come out and play with you in the forest. <laughs> that sounds like a most phenomenal day to me. Oh, that is such a fantastic thing. But I think that the, 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 the most, the, the key thing around this is that I've done this for kids. I haven't done it with adults. No, yes. it's not sort of, uh, I spend one day together with adults, but they're, they're, you know what, they're freaking weird. These kind of people... Doing nothing else than playing life. Yeah. Play they live in a freaking world. They live in sort of a world which is not ours. No, so, it's so not ours. Was, was we, yeah, no, especially not ours. No. I don't like that. You know, that's a, it, that for me, that's a way, way too much. So we, uh, we actually went together three, um, three designers yeah. uh, at Lego, and we did sort of a live role playing for kids. Right. All the way down to the age of four, yeah. up to the age of 12. And, um, and we had so many five and six year olds, you won't believe we had sort of around 90, 100 kids at the time. Yeah. And, and we tried to live out uh, a computer game every time. Wow. It's the same computer game. But I was a king and they had to obey me. If they didn't, you know, head off immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was cool. Okay. I love that kind of role. That, that really made fun. 
<laughs> yeah, it, do you know what's really funny? What's making me laugh is like, if anybody says, you know, if we ever have to put on a form age, my boyfriend always says, she's free. That's the age he has me set at. She, she's, she's three. Like, that's what I was saying to you. If you saw my office, you'd be like, yeah. whoa. She's free. This is free. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. would be... If I was CEO, if I was, when I was, I was CEO, exactly, I was CMO, and he was, he was sort of referring to me at the at given point in time. He said, son, he was hired in, in the age of five. And he sort of never really grew any older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's powerful. It's really powerful because if you're designing, if your design, design, if if your whole life's work is to encourage children to play creatively, okay, then how are you going to do that with an adult head on your shoulders? You need to. You need to be a kid yourself. You need to be a kid yourself. You need to live what they do. Yes. In an adult way, of course. Exactly. And I still, like, all my ideas, when I draw my ideas, I draw them as, like, little cloud maps. And I'm actually, I was, yesterday I was looking, how am I going to, one of my challenges is, I know I'm going to write a book, but I don't want the book to be, like, every, I don't want it to be a textbook. I want it to be a book that would be fun and different, but not different for different sake. No, no, no. So. What would be one quote that defines you as a maverick? Do you have one? No, I don't have one. I don't have one. Do I? Do I? Uh, I don't I, 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 There's something I, that keeps coming back to me. Because it's probably not, it's maverick, but it's maverick in terms of legal. Okay, so what is and it? It's something that I have sort of, you know, grown so fond of that I always use. Mm-hmm. It's called Build More to Play More. Build More to Play More. Wow, I love it. That's something that connects me, you know, completely into Lego. That's com- that connects me into, you know, what I'm going to do with my life. Do you know what? Kids build more in order to play more. But that's what you what you just said. That's your. I hate to be. I'm not being morbid or anything. That's no, no, no. what. That's what it should say on your tombstone. Yeah, it should. It should. That's what it should say. He uh, made people build more to play more. Yes. Okay. And that's yeah. a that's a that's, flipping. That's what I. That's what I love, and that's what drives me. And 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 you know that's something I constantly think of. Uh, Every time I'm into a challenge, I was looking for a new challenge. So let's find a new way of yeah. kids build more to play more. Okay. Well, how come kids don't play more? What can I do to make them do okay. so? Yes. And, and what's required for them to build? What skills do they have to build and know and so on and so on? Yeah, it's great. I love that. Excellent. I love that. It, it keeps me alive and keeps me pushing. Okay. Final question. Yes. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Uh, private 
yeah. fun now looking into that. That's sort of a passion, immersiveness, going into things, you know, forgetting things around you and so on. Yeah, now it's really interesting because I never asked any, I never asked people the question about passion, but it came out anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, it probably was, does. It yeah, was but like, it's just like, okay, are you passion? How important is passion for you? How yes. can you describe passion? You know, um, what colours can you put on passion? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, how, does, how does passion live out itself? How does that exemplify itself? Okay. Yeah. There are so much passion that is that is such a cornerstone um, in thinking differently. Definitely. That was just what came to mind. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, first of all, I've got to tell you this, right, before I go. Um, I desperately, desperately wanted Lego in this, okay? Okay, I I never gave up. I so wanted this, okay? And to the extent... To the extent, right, that when I emailed Lego about a year ago to say, hey, I'm doing this, can obviously um, the, the newer emails and iterations and stuff, and they sent me an email saying, no, sorry, I actually picked up the phone and said, why not? Why are you saying no to me? And, it, and they told me that, no, we don't do this. So when you turned around and looked me up, and I and do you know what I'm, I'm going to be brutal. I, 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 first of all, I don't lie. Um, I just thought, okay, well, if I don't get Lego, who am I going to go for? But my my boyfriend actually said to me, "Did you tell him we had Lego at the wedding?" I went, "No." So when we got married, when we got I got married in November, okay, and this was the connections I was starting to see with you because my part of the journey is what Mavericks teach me about me. And you said about making people happy. Our whole wedding was based on the happy theme. We got married on a, there's a ferry, there's a shuttle ferry boat, like a ferry, a taxi ferry that goes across the False Creek here. And I found a bright yellow one with a smiley face. We didn't tell anybody. We actually got married on that ferry. Oh, we then had a re- we had a reception right where we just told everybody to turn up we one of my mavericks is somebody who runs a company called happy water so she sent the happy squad to make a cake out of water bottles we had a massive table of lego that vancouver lego club cake we hired from them and people could just play as much lego as they wanted and I was like, no, nah, I mean, if you're not going to interview Lego as the, t- how am I, so- and I couldn't see who else I was supposed to ask. Yes, yes. So it was, so that was, oh, it turned out brilliantly. And, and, and remember, this is just us learning from each other. This is not us yet working with each other. I something's been going around my head, okay, that I want you to think about, and then obviously you're now one of my family. I have a I have my genetic family, and then I have my my real family, which is the Mavericks, as I call them. The crazy ones are my family, and one of the things that I, I mean, you have to correct me if I've got this wrong, okay? Because I obviously only did so much research on you. I love everything about Lego. What I'm not sure, 
is if they've cracked it with girls? I don't know. I I I I think Lego is a phenomenon in itself. Okay. Yes. 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 What I don't know is if yeah. Lego has been able to execute Lego for girls yeah. in yeah. the way it well, we could have. do. We have. You have. We've been very successful. Okay. As well, yeah. I think we have always. You could say in a way. We probably. I think we've had that label on us. You know, kind of. Right. Thing, uh, okay. It's a. It's a construction kind of way of playing. That's mostly generic, sort of engineering kind of thing. It's not, that's mostly boys, you know. It matches them. But, you know, it's always been a lot of girls buying our products as well. Yes. Um, I think we have, you know, we've, we've launched a great sort of thing called Legal Friends. Yeah. Which is, which is directed completely to girls. And girls love it. They absolutely, hardly love it. What? And... and, and and it's beautiful. It's it's it's. And we're so happy about that, of course, because it's uh, you know for some it's uh, you know there's a lot of discussions and that girls and boys are equal and have to play with the same stuff and so on. But for me, you know, my experience is that girls will always be girls and boys will always be boys. There's something there's something in the way of playing. There's something in the way of of um, of doing things and creative things. You know, creating things that are so different when it comes to a boy and a girl. You know, uh, what, what kind of rules or what kind of ways do um, do a boy need to get facilitated in order to be freely creative? And what is required from a, you know, towards a girl? And it's it's different kind of things. You know and, what? And, and of course, that has, I think that's played out, you know, incredibly in, in, in the launch of this new product line. What, what, what made me think about it, okay, is that I interviewed the director of visual trends at Getty Images. Yes, nice. And they're working with Cheryl Sandberg's Lean-In project. And what Getty Images are working on is how, how to change the way that girls and women are portrayed in the world. Ah, okay. And yeah, something yeah. just says to me, right that there is a way of connecting what they're trying to do with Lego. I'm sure there is. And I would, what I, you asked me, what do I want to do, yeah? What yeah. I want to do is, yes, I'm an innovator, yes, I think differently, and yes, I'm, you know, I want to learn from all these people, but I actually, one of the things I'm planning on doing with my work is what I call, is like a dating agency. So somebody rings me up and tells me, yeah, connecting people, but I want to work with the two people I've connected. That's one of the things that I'm really fascinated about doing. So how can, so I can see, as soon as you sent the email and I started reading up about Lego, I was like thinking, what happens if Future Lab and Getty Images and myself worked about designing Lego that did something that made, changed the way even the girls who were playing with Lego saw themselves. You know, just really fast, it's just this idea that's going around in my head. And... Um, in the future, I mean, I, I mean, I would love to come and see you work with your team. That's what I want to do. Yeah. 
So, yeah, um, what I'll do now... Oh, sounds cool, but thanks for the invitation on that. And, you know, let's, let's have a think about that. Let's, yeah. Let's just uh, let's figure out how that can sort of match, you know, challenges and things that we have. Yes. So, because, you know, one thing that I love to do is that when I go into an assignment, I go into it all, you know, and I, I don't want to just... Because I've done so many incredibly many assignments, you know, where I only got 5% of my time to do and have fun. And it won't work for me. No, 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 no. I just no. need to make things, I need to make ends meet in a way, you know. Yeah, okay, so no, 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 that makes... a little bit more into this, that, that could be of interest just to meet up and say, well, what, what could be cooking here? What, yeah, exactly. If comes out of it, that, uh, that there needs more focus. Yeah, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to transcribe this interview now. Um, yeah. That'll take me at least till uh, um, a couple, uh, it might take me a week or a bit longer. Um, because so then I will send you a copy of the transcript, so that's for you to keep. And if you can introduce me to anybody, what I'm tr where I am at, at with this is, I know that if I got Richard Branson to be interviewed and to write a forward for the book for me, the book will sell itself. The ten percent of the money from what I make from this book. Is going to help set. Is going to be the foundation stone for setting up the the children's charity I want to set up. Oh, nice. So I don't want to. I'm not going to. I don't want a publisher because publishers will take ninety five percent of the takings. And how am I supposed to help the kids if I do that? Yeah. But so what I'm trying to do at the moment, and this is where I could do with some help if you can think of anything. And what I'm trying to do is, I yeah. know, I'm. I, to me, it, Soren, it doesn't matter to me if a, if the Maverick is a successful multimillionaire, right? Or if the Maverick yeah. is somebody who's surviving on a bag of rice trying to get his ideas off the ground. What I am aware of is that if I got the, if I got, I'm at the tipping point and I'm asking myself the question constantly, who would I have to interview? And you're one of those people. I'm not going to, I'm not arrogant about it. I'm being completely humble. If I write a book and, and Soren from Lego's in it, that is leverage. That is leverage. So I'm trying to get um, Ken Robinson. So Ken Robinson, who's, the, you know, the most viewed TED Talk about creativity. Yeah. I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to get... Um, I'm trying to think, who do I have? I'm trying to get Branson. I'm trying to get um, Daniel Goldman, who came up with the whole concept of emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to get people, who would be the 10 people on this planet that if I interviewed them, everybody would go and buy this book. So if you can think of anybody that you think... I will, I will. Let me have a think about that. I can feed something back to you. That would be great. And if you know them, an introduction, because that would open the door. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, I think, you know, in that caliber, I met a few, but I can make an introduction. Okay, let me have a think. Yeah, you have a think, and I'll get back to you. And what can I say to you? It is so refreshing to to meet somebody who doesn't think I'm this low... I, I'm not the lone nut anymore. I'm not the lone nut anymore. And it's and now it's... Bec Have you seen that thing on YouTube about the lone nut? No. Oh, my God. I'm going to send you this link. Yes, please. And I'm going to send you that, like, now, so you can watch it, and then you'll understand what you just did for me. <laughs> 
Welcome to my world. Greatest, the most fun and energizing interview I've ever had. Oh my God, that's phenomenal. Do you know what, Shall I, I'm going to tell you something really funny before I go, because I think you will get this. Somebody once told me, right, when I first started the Masters, somebody told me that I was never going to succeed. They told me I was never going to succeed because I was too nice. And you know what, and I had one of those moments where I came home and I walked around the house saying, I'm never going to succeed because I'm too nice. And then that moment where I go, fuck you. You know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be successful in your definition of the word successful, which is money, because she was a banker. And I'm going to do it by being nice. And that's where I ended up. I think, you know, being nice gets you quite a way. You know, that's, that's super important. It is. Anyway, I'm going to let you go off, spend time with your family, you. and I just can't thank you enough. I... You too. But likewise, likewise, it was a pleasure. So you take care, and we'll stay no in worries. touch, yeah? Thank you, and you too. Okay. Yes, we will. Thank you very much. Okay, take bye. Care.